With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Monday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I hope all of you had fantastic weekends. Spring has sprung on much of the country. I spent a lot of time out at the Little League ballpark over the weekend, and I'm sure that many of you have been running all about getting ready for spring as well. And as spring has sprung, Donald Trump down in Texas, big rally in Waco, tens of thousands of people there, including, I would imagine, many of you listening right now. Uh, Final Four is set also down in the great state of Texas in Houston. Congratulations to the four teams that have advanced there. It is going to be a wild conclusion to the college basketball season. The Trump versus DeSantis battle continues to heat up. How are things going in Iowa and New Hampshire? We have early primary polls there. It is, however, very, very early. Uh, people have overwhelmingly abandoned patriotism and religion, according to a Wall Street Journal poll. And I think it ties in so well with the overall malaise that this country finds itself in, where, according to that same poll buck, 80% of Americans expect for their kids to have a worse standard of living than they do, which is near all-time highs. Unhappiness also ratcheted up to record levels under this Joe Biden administration. And the lies that are spread and that you are forced to embrace, even if you know they are lies, are infecting every aspect of our society. The woke virus is spreading like crazy. And I want to open with a video tribute that played on ESPN over the weekend in honor of Women's History Month. I believe we're in the middle of Women's History Month. Um, and this is ostensibly what is airing on a sports network. I stay ostensibly because ESPN has become a far left wing woke universe just like msnbc just like cnn and so people say how did you go from sports to this well sports became so woke that i found myself fighting back against the insanity out there 
every single day, and COVID just put it on steroids, and now here Buck and I are. But I think it's important for you guys out there to recognize how you can be sitting down just wanting to know who won a basketball game. Your kids can be sitting down eating their cereal in the morning just interested in watching their latest athlete and what their endeavors might have been, the highlights, and this is what they are being subjected to. Leah Thomas, who is a man, Will Thomas, was a swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania, is now being honored as one of the greatest women's athletes on ESPN as part of a testimonial that they are running on their network. Listen to this. In 2022, swimmer Leah Thomas became the first transgender athlete to win an NCAA Division I championship by winning the 500 freestyle. The Texas native competed for three seasons on the men's swim team at the University of Pennsylvania. She began her transition after her sophomore season and after a gap year due to the pandemic that forced the Ivy League to cancel all sports. Thomas made her debut as a member of the women's team in December 2021. Being trans is is not a choice. I didn't have any other choice because not transitioning was not leading me anywhere. She competed amidst criticism from the swimming community, competitors, and teammates. She said she hopes her persistence serves a larger purpose. People will say, oh, she just transitioned, so she would have an advantage, so she could win. I transitioned to be happy. Okay, it's not actually even... I mean, I'm losing my mind over here. Clay's like, I'm trying not to shout over. It's not even an issue of, and they try to make it this, Leah Thomas transitioning, whatever one may think of that. This is Leah Thomas transitions and swims against women and beats all of them and destroys their hopes and dreams after many of them have been, you know, living in a pool practically for the last 15 years or so. Yes. That's the issue, okay? Notice it's all, oh, but I had to transition. No, you didn't have to actually compete at that level. What's more important to you, right, to be able to transition or to be able to transition and compete against women? I I think it's such an interesting case study here because they're really pushing this hard. ESPN, Clay, right? This is crazy to most normal people all across the country. And the whole time I'm sitting here, I started laughing. I'm thinking, like, we should just do a video, like, ask South Park to do a video with Macho Man Randy Savage wearing a little, you know, one of those little man bikinis. Be like, yeah, I'm pulling through the water in the pool. I'm destroying the female competition. Oh, yeah. Because it's like the same thing. It really is. And if you're saying, well, I don't want to get involved, which is what a lot of people say, or they say, oh, this is not really that big of a deal. Now your kids are sitting down in front of ESPN and ESPN, you hear the background music. It's like the friggin' masters is going on, right? It's like, oh, what a triumphant story. No, listen to what Riley Gaines said. She's a University of Kentucky women's swimmer. We've had her on the show before. She said, and credit to her. Leah Thomas is not a brave, courageous woman who earned a national title. He is an arrogant cheat who stole a national title from a hardworking, deserving woman. The NCAA is responsible. If I was a woman working at ESPN, I would walk out. You're spineless at ESPN. Hashtag boycott ESPN. And I mean, the very essence of sports, Buck, is the best man or best woman wins. The or is important there. The best man or the best woman. 
A man who identifies as a woman stole a women's NCAA championship, and ESPN just ran that hagiographic uh, women's history celebration of Leah Thomas. And this is, to me, a perfect representation of how the woke virus, they try to infect it in everything. Because you can sit down, you just want to watch sports, best man or best woman wins. Women's NCAA Final Four is set. You can be a big women's basketball fan. Caitlin Clark's an incredible athlete. She's a girl, right? There is an important difference here. You'll, you'll notice, though, this is the this is the ebb and flow of how this argument goes, how this policy discussion goes. Is you know they'll they'll start to realize the left will realize that they're they're in retreat. You know they've really been in retreat. For example, the more attention that is paid to. Uh, the drag shows for kids, for little yeah. kids specifically, they're losing. And the Democrats are losing on that issue when there's focus on it. And so what do they start to do? They say, why are you so focused on this? It's not really that big a deal. You're exaggerating it. They do this with so many issues, but on the trans issue, it's particularly poignant. And then they do something like this, ESPN honoring, or, you know, Rachel Levine, Time Magazine, um, yeah, Woman of the Year. Of the I mean, year. they... They keep pushing it in, you know, the furthest they can get away with, you know, when they feel like the public's going to not be primed for the defense that's been made or for the attacks that have been made against us for a while. And it's just the same thing over and over again. They're, they are gaslighting everybody. They're saying, Oh, it's not something that really matters that much to us. Why does it matter so much to you? And then the cultural touchstones that they control and where they can operate. With impunity, right? I mean, ESPN is owned by—is it owned by Hearst? Disney. Still? Oh, Disney. it's owned by Disney. Um, well, eighty percent. I mean, to be fair, eighty percent Disney, twenty percent Hearst owned. But okay, Disney owns the majority so, stake. It's basically so a it's Disney property. Fascinating. I mean, I actually did the math here on the show, back of napkin math once for the head of content at Disney, the one who said on video, "I have a trans child and a pansexual child." Yeah, and it's funny because I remember uh, recently. Um, Jordan Peterson was on Rogan, and he did on that show the math. I mean, the mathematical. This stuff is obvious, by the way, right? I mean, this is it's just important for everyone to think about this. The chance of having both a trans child and a pansexual child separately as one old adult individual, you're the only person on planet Earth that would have that, unless you, the adult, were pushing this stuff on yes. your kids and the environment you're putting them in, the kinds of things that you're uh, subjecting them to. And so, you know, we see this top to bottom, and it's coming from some of the most powerful. I mean, you said Disney owns ESPN. I mean, yep. th they want Disney to be the one doing this. I, I hope everyone understands that. The, the plan here is for there to be full-on Disney movies, like feature films about trans eight-year-olds within the next five years. Does anybody doubt that? Because everything well, and, else that we've set up turns out to be the case. And I think that's why this is so particularly pernicious and noxious. Because if you were sitting down and watching MSNBC and they ran that crap, or you were watching CNN and they ran that crap, okay, you might be in the target audience that wants to buy into that that they are selling, right? This idea that men should decide they want to be women and become women's champions and be honored for that and that it's somehow courageous. But sports fans overwhelmingly reject this. And so what ESPN is doing is trying to condition 
your child, your grandchild, to believe that this is normal. That biology, NPR just tried this recently, Buck. Do you see where NPR said, oh, there's no evidence that women are not as good as, you know, that, that trans athletes are having more success. And I would just say, in clearly the Will Thomas, Leah Thomas situation, a man identifies as a woman and becomes a champion. You know what there's no evidence of, Buck? A woman who identifies as a man and wins a male championship or even is able to make a male sports team because biology's real, it only goes one direction and destroys women's athletics. Well, you know, they they also pretend to be much worse at statistics and science and logic than they actually are in this case when they're saying, oh, but they're not really, you know, wasn't there like a, there was a, a male to female? And, you know, I actually don't, they're not female. I mean, the, the real fundamental problem here that we come up against, it's not just the pronoun usage, it's that you're not actually a woman. It's yeah. not, a, it's not reality. And we keep running in these circles over and over and say, well, the transition and we, we trip over all this language. You know, I will, I, I will say, you could say trans woman because the trans modifier makes it clear what we're actually talking about, which is a biological male who is of the psychological. Remember, it is not intersex. I always have to point this out to people. Intersex is, the very rare biological condition of having a little bit of both parts. Yeah. That can happen, but that is not the basis for the trans movement. That, in fact, even when that does happen, usually they, at you know, at birth, whichever... As a child, pick one side or the other to identify as. Um, and then go ahead and give the hormones of one side or the other to allow that child to grow as either a boy or a girl. I'm just sort of flabbergasted. Clay just shared yeah, something I would, with me here. I, 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 I you, you should tease this as we go to break because I was going to give you credit. I want to make sure you saw it. You have uh, been calling for this for on the show. Thank you. A long time. Yeah. I, I, I am prophetic about how insane the left is and where the left wants to go. I always know, folks. I am never surprised by this. I have been saying it is only a matter of time before they will tell you that you are a bigot. If you are a heterosexual man who does not want to date a trans woman who has a penis. <laughs> and it sounds Chat- so crazy out there. Wait, wait, but uh, we have to, we're not just bringing this up. Chat GPT We will read it for you when AI, we come back. Yeah. AI has weighed in on this. If you're wondering, is AI being used to try to program you as well? Is this, oh yes, my friends. And you want to hear what Chat GPT has to say for all the straight guys out there about your uh, sexual preference with regard to the trans community, we will address this here coming back in just a second. Asset managers, names you know are using your retirement funds to further their ESG agenda. Last year, state treasurers across the nation sent a message to stop playing politics with our pensions by divesting $5 billion from these companies. 25 states are suing to block ESG nonsense from endangering your retirement. Republicans on Capitol Hill recently passed a bill blocking the Biden administration from allowing huge asset managers from using your hard-earned money to further their ESG agenda. But while conservatives in the House and Senate have your back, President Biden used his veto pen to kill this bill last week. Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat who voted to block ESG investing, blasted Biden's veto as infuriating and charged that it is putting a radical and progressive agenda ahead of the country's needs. These firms have a fiduciary duty to maximize returns. They should be held to account for playing politics with our pensions and doing it without our consent. To learn how consumers' research is protecting all of us from these woke investment firms, 
Go to consumersresearch.org. That's consumersresearch.org. Paid for by Consumers Research. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge, I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Monday edition of the program. We mentioned off the top that Donald Trump had a big rally down in Waco, Texas, where I would venture many of you that are listening to us right now were in attendance, and it was the beginning of Trump's continued uh, uh, campaign, but as he's going to be working in more and more of these big rallies uh, as a part of his campaign, and certainly they have been huge parts of his success in his 2016 and 2020 presidential campaigns. I wanted to play this cut for you. Trump accuses Alvin Bragg, New York City prosecutor, city prosecutor. uh, The grand jury is back today in New York City. We will see... Again, we're kind of on indictment watch this week to see what progresses in that grand jury hearing. Here is Trump accusing Alvin Bragg of prosecutorial misconduct. Prosecutorial misconduct is their new tool, and they are willing to use it at levels never seen before in our country. We've had it, but we've never had it like this. We must stop them, and we must not allow them to go through another election where they have yet another tool in their toolkit when they go after me they're going after you okay so that's trump what was interesting about this buck is how many people actually agree with trump about this being prosecutorial misconduct even people who are usually huge trump critics like john stewart who says and john stewart is 
sometimes been saying speaking truth of late, he says something that is very true. When it comes to prosecutorial decisions, everything is a selective prosecution. Listen to cut three. There are people who say it's selective prosecution, that this would not... Everything is selective prosecution. The reason why Donald Trump became popular in the first place and the reason why these populist movements is that the citizenry have become fed up with the lack of accountability for those in power. We have no accountability in our financial systems. We have no accountability for the bankers. I mean, our Congress trades stocks with information they get making laws and they do it to great success and they won't stop it because they're the ones in charge of making the law about it he's right i mean to 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 a large extent and buck um we'll see again we're on indictment watch and we've got some good cuts of people reacting to it but i think both of our positions at this point in time are that the best thing Democrats could do to help Donald Trump is indict him, which is why a part of me believes that this is about Democrats selecting Trump as their chosen opponent for Joe Biden because they are terrified Biden would lose to pretty much anyone, and they have desperate hope that he still might be able to beat Trump. You think that this is going to happen this week? Is that where you are on this? If it doesn't happen this week, I question, Buck, whether it's going to actually happen because I think... The one thing that Trump has been really smart on is when he publicized the idea that he was going to be indicted, it put Alvin Bragg under a massive microscope and increased the pressure on him from both the left and the right side of the political spectrum. And so the far left wing now is going to be crushed if Bragg doesn't bring charges. But meanwhile, the, the investigation itself is under much more scrutiny. And so the longer it drags on without an indictment coming down, the less likely I think there is to be one. So I think they will indict. It's Monday. I think they will indict Trump this week. If they don't, they look like clowns. That's the yes. problem. There's True. no there's no easy way to back down from this now. There's no oh because Trump they've taken it the to stakes. the point. They've taken it to the point where clearly they want to do this. Clearly this is a political hit. And and at some level I also believe you know, you remember when um, there was that uh, Russian defector who was was poisoned with polonium? Do you remember this, Clay, in, in the U.K. a while ago? There was a Russian defector, and, and they effectively radioactive material, and I think they put it in, in the guy's sushi, and this was in the U.K. And I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who, let's say, knew the, knew the secret world, the world of intelligence, and... He looked at me, and we, I said, wow, I mean, that just seems so so bizarre and sloppy. He goes, no, no, the sloppiness is the point that will get you with a radioactive isotope and sneak it into your sushi, and you will erode from the inside out, and that everybody's going to know that it was us. It's kind of like, like a mob hit out in broad daylight versus a mob hit, you know, where they bury the body and nobody knows. At some level, I think that with Bragg, it's, yeah, we'll even go after Trump on this. Because we're sick of losing out on all the other opportunities to prosecute him. So we're losing, you know, we're willing to go to the mat on something absurd because we can. And because it shows Trump how much contempt we have for him and that we're in charge. You know, so it, uh, uh, that's the, that's the only way I could explain the decision 
to go forward on this charge of all of the criminal possibilities, you know, the criminal investigations of Trump, which have all come to naught, as we know. This is, everyone agrees, the weakest. This yes. is the single most pathetic investigation of Trump. And this is the one where he's going to be charged. It's just because it's it's flexing muscles in a different way, in an authoritarian way. Well, and it also, I think, sabotages any of the other more severe investigations. I understand there, we've talked about this with uh, Andy McCarthy, for instance, that there could be a pylon effect. Down in Georgia, they decide to charge him in that case, and then somehow they make a decision uh, to charge with the Department of Justice. I actually think the timing on it becomes more difficult, Buck, because as we get closer to uh, through the spring and into the summer, you're effectively into the campaign season. And the Department of Justice tries, at least claims, that they don't want their political uh, their charges to directly impact the political process. Well, how can you argue that charging somebody running for president doesn't directly impact the political process? Now, it may help Trump uh, with the Republican primary while weakening him in the general, which I think is why this is the goal of Democrats. They'll do whatever they can to weekend at Bernie's two style drag 82 year old Joe Biden across the finish line. You know, all of this, Clay, our, our entire system, not just of government, but our entire legal system in particular, uh, hinges on faithful execution. People being willing to, based on a set of principles and common understanding of the plain language of statutes and our, and our constitution to faithfully adhere to what is said and what is written down and what we all know or what we all agreed are supposed to be the laws. Anyone, whether it's the president on down to a prosecutor, they can just decide if they if they really want to, to effectively nullify, right? They can just decide yep. that I'm not going to do this anymore. By the way, the Obama administration tried variations of this. Uh, they, they did this with their policy on illegal immigration, where it just turned into, well, we're going to use prosecutorial discretion to not actually prosecute anybody under this category of, of crimes abuse of and this just brings me back to the the faithful execution point abuse of a prosecutor's office whether it's a local district attorney all the way up to the attorney general himself or even the president who is actually the chief executor of the laws in the entire country you know the attorney general is the highest law enforcement official but the president is the top of the executive chain of the law yeah, if you've got somebody who has no ethics, no morals, and just doesn't care, they can subvert the whole system. So that's what starts to be at stake when you talk about people who are obviously and clearly bending the law beyond recognition for purposes of a political vendetta. These are the things that are done in countries where the system does start to collapse. These are the kinds of moves that authoritarians make. They can, you know, I always remind people, the Soviets had a had a great constitution. People forget this. The Soviet Union's constitution had, you know, paid leave for like six weeks or four weeks or whatever. And, you know, free freedom of this and freedom of that Soviet constitution. None of it was faithfully executed. The whole system was a totalitarian hellscape. But that was the point. No doubt. We come back, we'll continue to uh, to track down all of the latest insanity and more. But in the meantime, massive sale right now with our friends at MyPillow. It's on their very popular all-season slippers. You've heard me talk about these slippers. My wife wears them everywhere. She sleeps in them at night. That's how comfortable they are. She bought them for all of her running buddies 
Normally 150 bucks a pair, now on sale for just $25. Don't tell, oh man, there's no telling how much, how many of these cop, uh, how many pairs my wife's going to end up ordering now. Just 25 bucks? That's over $120 in savings per pair. Use our names and the promo code to get the discount. Clay and Buck, mypillow.com. You can buy up to 10 pairs at check at checkout. That's your limit per order. 10 pairs, $25. Unbelievable. Big supply of sizes and new colors for you to choose from. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season sh- slippers for just $25. Regularly they are 150 bucks. You can only buy 10 pairs at once. They're going to go fast. My wife's going to buy a lot. I'm telling you right now. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269. $25slippers at mypillow.com code Clay and Buck. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are continuing to follow the uh, story of a mass shooting in a Nashville private religious elementary school, the Covenant School. Three students and three adults murdered. Nashville police respond rapidly, kill the shooter, who has been identified as a 28-year-old woman who entered that school with three different weapons. Uh, There is video footage, surveillance footage of the shooting. We have played for you some of the dispatch uh, audio that was shared in real time in Nashville this morning as the shooting was uh, publicized on the uh, on the police PA, and so that is uh, that is the latest. We'll continue to update you, Buck. Uh, Joe Biden is scheduled to speak any minute. They have a screen with him um, uh, prepared to come out, and this will be a record pace in which we have gone from a school shooting to an immediate political angle on that school shooting we don't know who the victims are we don't know who the shooter was we don't know any of the motivation we don't know what laws may or may not have been broken relating to guns already Corinne Jean-Pierre has come out and said that Republicans how many more I'm paraphrasing how many more kids have to be murdered uh, in order for Republicans to continue to support uh, the ability for individuals to have the right to own guns so We know what Joe Biden's probably going to say, Buck. What I would say is if you want to have a constructive conversation, we've given over $100 billion to Ukraine to protect their country. I would just ask the same question I said in the wake of Uvalde, which is why doesn't every school have armed security inside of it? And I say that as a parent who dropped off a second grader at a Nashville area public school We have an armed security guard inside of that school. Doesn't mean that evil cannot happen. Doesn't mean that it can be stopped. But it is something that as a parent, I am glad we have at my elementary school. I would want it for every elementary, middle, and high school student in all of America. And I think that's a constructive conversation that we could have. But we still don't know the details surrounding this incident. For Joe Biden to immediately politicize them is is frankly beyond the pale. 
for Biden and for the Democrats, the problem with uh, the school resource officer, um, uh, I wouldn't say solution, but uh, that that pathway is that it's very possible to get bipartisan agreement on it. They're not looking for bipartisan agreement that first and foremost prioritizes the safety of children and, and adults in schools. They're looking for a political issue to force the other side, those who believe in the Second Amendment, to concede. And and that's what this is going to turn into. It is that I, I, I wish it were not so. But then again, I also said last hour, we're going to hear we're, they're going to politicize it right away. And it's not just going to be from, you know, uh, Internet trolls. It's going to be from people at the very top of the administration. And within an hour of saying that, give or take, we already have Biden um getting ready to address the nation or Biden could say this is a terrible tragedy. You know, I've, I've directed uh, our federal resources to provide any assistance we can to the community of Nashville. And, you know, we'll come back as a nation. And, and this is an issue we should revisit, revisit. But right now, what matters is that we uh, provide support and comfort and prayers to the community and to the, the families of those who have uh, been through this, this terrible ordeal, this terrible tragedy. He'll say some of that. And then he will say that Republicans are bad people for not wanting to sign an assault rifle ban. I mean, does anyone think that that's not where this is going? We already had Corinne Jean-Pierre say it, so I'm not, you know, they, they're already teeing up this discussion. And and it's like I said, what you're bringing up, Clay, school resource officer, you know, I, I, a lot of Republicans that I know have and will continue to say, yeah, more security in the schools so that there's at least a chance that an incident like this uh, can be averted entirely or certainly mitigated even more rapidly does seem that nashville uh nashville metro police here responded rapidly and courageously uh to what happened so it's all it is an it is an important reminder especially in the aftermath of uvalde that this is what we expect from and this is what we uh we overwhelmingly see from our law enforcement especially in an incident like this a mass shooting mass shooter incident um, law enforcement runs to the sound of the gunfire, puts themselves in harm's way, and deals with the threat. And that is the expectation. That's what the training is. That's why they sign up for it. And that's what that's what happened here. Um, but you're going to hear Joe Biden talking about issues that are uh, deeply political. And remember, they're not going to try to persuade people about uh, assault rifles. They're going to Biden, and you know we'll, we can go back and see if I'm right on this. It's going to be what's the matter with you? Republicans, why are you such bad people? Why don't you want these kinds of terrible things to stop? That we is how also, they will frame it. And it is for the, you know, it is for the, you know, the emotional gratification of the left wing base that thinks that anybody who owns a lawful firearm is a bad person. We're also about to have simultaneously with the Joe Biden address, the Nashville police are going to give another update on the shooting as well. It's possible, Buck, that we get the name of the shooter and maybe some idea about the motivation of this 28-year-old woman who has been described as the active shooter who went into the school planning a mass shooting event with three different weapons before she was finally stopped after killing six people by the courageous responding officers of the Nashville Police Department who ran to the sound of gunfire and killed her and saved likely countless other lives in the process by immediately confronting her and her evil deeds. Look, and those those officers deserve a lot of praise. I, I don't know yet, and maybe it will come out 
you know, whether or not they had long guns when they were engaging the threat as well. There's a you're at a substantial you know disadvantage as a, a law enforcement officer if if all you have is your sidearm facing off against somebody uh, who has a long gun. I, we also have no idea if uh, there was training. In, you know, if the, if, if the individual was trained or untrained yet, but we do know right now that Nashville police um, acted courageously and, and certainly stopped what seems to a, seems to be likely would have been um, a bigger mass casualty event than what we, what we already saw. But yeah, I know Nashville police are going to be updating this here shortly. Um, and also uh, you may have Joe Biden speaking out about this. I mean, Joe Biden Joe Biden went on. This is he's going to speak on this issue. I mean, Joe Biden, somebody who always speaks out of both sides of his mouth, depending on the political moment. But he's also the guy who told everybody that just to get a shotgun and that and then he advised everyone to this is the president when he's president to fire a warning shot if somebody's trying to come, which is a horrible idea and illegal. So he knows nothing about firearms. <laughs> he's not a smart man. He's certainly not a smart man about safety, security law enforcement, any of these issues, the Second Amendment, but you're going to get a um, you're going to get a lecture from Joe Biden and Democrats are going to be running with whatever he says as a political issue. That's for sure. And he's 20 years past his prime and has no idea what's going on. But we'll update you on these dueling press conferences that may be about to happen as we go to commercial break, let you know more details uh, as we have certainly been following this story for the last uh, couple of hours, breaking news story out of Nashville. Company in my home state of Tennessee uh, that is helping nearly a million and a half families digitally transfer their own videotapes. Film reels, cassettes, photo albums onto digital files. That's Legacy Box. They've been doing this long enough. They've thought of everything when it comes to making it easy for them. You send in your tapes, films, photos, whatever else you've stored away. They send you back digital copies. Can be easily enjoyed, shared, and organized like magic. Good part. Right now, Legacy Box has a $9 per videotape sale, 65% off their regular prices. Now that spring gets here, it's a great time to clean out the closet, attic, or wherever all those memories are stored. Get them preserved forever with Legacy Box. Simple to do and affordable. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Clay to shop their $9 tape sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay to unlock this offer. And if you grew up in the 80s or 90s, made mixtapes, super fun to digitize those too and share them with your kids. Music memories can really bring back your past, and Legacy Box makes it all possible. Again, LegacyBox.com slash Clay to learn more. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So President Biden is addressing the nation right now um, on this issue. He has already called for an assault weapons ban and for Republicans in Congress to sign it. We can go to him live right now. Let's pick it up. Couldn't begin without acknowledging what happened. And now I'm grateful that all of you are joining us here today. Natalie, thank you for that introduction and for doing such an amazing thing in Detroit. Detroit. Okay, okay. So he's, he's already, already here. He's already so moved all this. this. Weird, this was like this was really strange, Clay. Yeah. So we, we initially, you know, the different networks went to it, and Biden and I. This is not, this is not an exaggeration. Biden was doing stand up comedy up there. He was making jokes, completely unrelated to what happened, but he was making jokes when they initially picked him up. At some, I don't know, I don't know where he is right now. He's it's a at, small business event, Buck, and he came out talking about how much he liked chocolate ice cream and how much of it he had in his freezer, and he wasn't joking. And he talked for, this was live, for several minutes. They came back on Fox News, and they said, well, we had been told that he was going to address the shooting. So he talks about how much he likes ice cream for several minutes, and then they come back to him, and he's calling for the assault weapons Assault ban. weapons ban, right away. And then, like, literally, we go back to go hear more from him, and he's right back into not talking about serious things. So the, the whole tone, you and I talk about this on the radio show, it's hard to go from talking about a school shooting to, hey, let's pivot and we'll talk about the Trump rally or what Ron DeSantis said or some other issue because this is such a seismic issue with news breaking. Biden came out, joked about how much he likes ice cream, and it is it is very strange. And again, the Nashville police are about to update us. We still don't know all the details. Are, are they? Is this is this live right now? Can we go back to the Nashville police update on the shooting? William Swan. Again, this is the second briefing. There will be other briefings to be held here in the same spot later this afternoon. We'll continue to brief uh, throughout the rest of the day. Chief Drake. Uh, First and foremost, I want to say thank you all for for being here uh, on this very unfortunate situation. Uh, My heart and prayers go out to the families uh, of the six people who uh, were tragically uh, injured. Um, what, what I know at this point is at 10.13 today, uh, officers responded to a shots fired call uh, to Covenant School. It's a church school. 
Uh, officers immediately uh, responded. A uh, team of five immediately went in the school, uh, went to where uh, gunshots were being heard, and engaged uh, the suspect. We have identified the suspect right now, uh, tentatively a 28-year-old female white. Uh, we know the address of that person as well, and so we have some ongoing investigations um, as to that. We have three adult victims, and we have three children who have been identified and their families have been contacted. Uh, right now, I will refrain from saying uh, the ages, other than to say, I was literally moved to tears to see this and the kids as they were being ushered out of the building. Uh, I want to say thanks to all of our partners, uh, to the FBI, to the ADF, and other federal partners, to uh, the THP, Tennessee Highway Patrol, the TBI, the district attorney, and to the fire department who all came together and seamlessly addressed this situation as quickly as possible. Uh, I've already gotten a request from the national media about a great response. We're still assessing that as well. But what I can say and what I've said before is that whenever I hope that we would never have this situation, that if we ever did, we would not wait. We would immediately go in and we would immediately engage the person perpetrating this horrible crime. And so that's all I can say uh, right now. We have uh, David Rouse, director of the TBI, who will come out to me to address uh, his portion. And uh, then we have others that will say something as well. So, All right. So, Clay, um, I did see before this this uh, most recent update, that was just live there with the uh, Nashville police chief, John Drake. Um, it, it It is... Remember, this is law enforcement reporting, but that can be adjusted. We've already seen law enforcement changes in reporting. And that's not to say that anything here, it's just facts coming in and contradictory information. It's not that there's any um, ill intent with any of that, but it's just the information changes and we bring it to you as quickly from these law enforcement sources as we can. Uh, it seems that it was about a 14-minute response time to the school. Um now, there are going to be two components of this, Clay. The response time overall, meaning just the, the pure timetable, and then also the officers on the scene response time. The response time of 14 minutes, that's be, you know, assuming they were just driving as fast as they could possibly get there, which I'm sure is the case, that will just go to a resources and, and people will be assessing that. And I don't know what the expectation is. I mean, I knew what it was in New York City when I was at the NYPD. And it was uh, something like five minutes for a felony call, but it's a city and there's cops everywhere. Um, Fifteen minutes, uh, roughly, for the response. But another big piece of this, separate piece of this, is once the officers were on scene, and it seemed to be indicated there by uh, by Chief Drake that those officers went right to the sound of the gunfire and and immediately engaged the threat as as best they could. That is what we are told right now. So two pieces of the response that will get a lot of uh, assessment will be. We looked at obviously as we're trying to figure out if anything could have been done to move faster and to save to save more lives. And 
We said that the Uvalde, and I thought it was interesting that you hear the, the chief of police in Nashville say, and I'm sure this is a conversation that many of you out there who are police officers that are listening to us right now have had with your respective police departments. The response to what happened in Uvalde seems to be, Buck, make it clear to every police officer that when there are mass shootings, particularly mass shootings involving schools, you don't pause, right? You don't try to set up a perimeter you don't try and uh, and do anything other than rush to the sign, sign, the sound of the shooting, and neutralize the threat. And that appears to be exactly what these police officers did and, uh, in Nashville. And they they know who the shooter is. So by the time the evening news is on tonight, perhaps even before that, I'm sure there'll be the name, bio, all kinds of data will be out on the shooter. We'll know a lot more here. We have no idea still as we speak to you. What uh, motive, if they're if they're one that's even discernible in such a heinous act like this, what the motive uh, may have been tonight? There'll be more information from law enforcement because they do know who this person is. They do know this female twenty-eight-year-old shooter. So uh, we're we're it's look it's it's been a tough day for everybody. Um, we appreciate that you allowed us to bring you this information as it broke and that you stayed with us. Uh, we had to get you this. Um, the updates on the story as best we could, but our hearts and prayers uh, go out to all of you, especially in the Nashville area, Clay. Yeah, hug your kids, hug your grandkids. There's evil in this world, but my goodness, I'm glad the cops got there as fast as they could have. God bless you all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.